0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of Limitless Speaks. I'm here today with Dami and Precious. and we're gonna be talking about Jesus the teacher to start off our ministry of Jesus theory. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So, when you think of Jesus as a teacher, what like what's the first thing that comes to your mind?
1: Um, the first thing that actually comes to my mind is his authority and how he taught in like you know the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Bible said that you know when he was preaching and was teaching like hundreds of people were sitting around and listening to him and then I did a little research about that and it was like you know the rabbis back in those days they had you know most, God gave Moses um, 10 commandments um but the rabbis they had um 613 um, rules on how to basically serve God and if you think about that that's so restricting like it, and it was rules like oh fear the Lord um, don't let, don't give your heart into desire. So these were all like rules, but it didn't tell you how to do this thing. So Jesus mm. obviously came and when he was teaching all these hundreds of people sitting down listening to him, mm. um, you know they could all relate because so far they only had these rules. But then there was this man just t- telling them how to basically, you know, serve God, and he like reduced those six hundred and like thirteen um, rules mm. into love you know, yeah. f- out of the heart flows, all these things. So, you know, they were all astonished because they all could relate to whatever he was saying. So he mm-hmm. had authority and, you know, he knew what he was going to do. He was a yeah. great teacher, great speaker.
0: Yeah, totally. He did, didn't he? Like take all those commands and say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind mm. and soul and love your neighbour as yourself. In doing this, you've done the entirety of the law. Yeah. So he did, he took those 613, however many and just compressed it down. And you said that he was relatable. How do you like, I feel like the way Jesus made himself relatable as a teacher uh, a lot of these people might not have been educated especially like I a woman in those days like they don't all have like some kind of rabbis yeah. like you know yeah. but he used parables and the parables he used were like common everyday situations that everybody knew regardless of how educated you were mm-hmm. you know so yeah I feel like that relatability really came through in his parables so I thought it would be nice for us to sort of go through a few parables maybe stick out to us just to really tell people you know what Jesus has taught us what do you think Sammy? what parables stand out to you or like what are you thinking? Um, I'm
2: thinking about Jesus as a teacher, and absolutely, I think he mm. taught in different ways, in various mm. different ways. I um, and I think that's the the beauty of a teacher and how you teach, because he approached his audience as per, um, how, like who whoever, like he gauged the audience and taught mm. them accordingly. Mm. So obviously, if he was speaking to children, he spoke to them as children. Mm. Or if he was speaking to the Pharisees, he addressed them as the pharisees wow, yeah. um i don't know if you've ever watched the chosen but it brought to life how jesus taught mm-hmm. why are you guys rolling your eyes the chosen is an amazing movie sure. let me just know <laughs> um, but they had a had a visual representation of jesus teaching the children and he was just so simple with his words mm-hmm. when he yeah. spoke to kids mm-hmm. with the pharisees because they were trying to like get something out of him or make him trip up it was a bit more complicated with them oh, because yeah. he, they pretended like they knew the word, or they knew the word, yeah. and they mm-hmm. were coming to him with it. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of him being a teacher and how it likens to us, is the first thing I would think of or t- touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he wants everybody to be a teacher, really. Yeah. I think yeah. as as um, Christ representatives, obviously in the Bible it says, you know, to some he gave. The skill of being a teacher yeah. um, and the gift of being a teacher but generally I believe we are all teachers because firstly we are in the image of him right and we have to walk in his way and I think the reason why is because of the gospel really mm-hmm. um we have to spread the gospel in one way or the other mm-hmm. and we have to correct the wrong I suppose that we see or the the false truth that we see so mm-hmm. in one way or the other we are all teachers in every sense, um, Amen. so it's really exciting to go into this to see how Jesus taught and how what we can take out of that. And I think yeah. parables is a great place to start from that, yeah.
0: And totally, when you're talking about how he spoke to the children differently to the Pharisees, we need to do that too. We need to know who we're talking to, absolutely, so, absolutely like that, yeah. that individuality. When you're sharing your testimony, there's a Bible verse that says that we are given comfort by God so that we can comfort others, yeah, mm-hmm. the same way God comforted us. Now, when yeah. God came to me to comfort me, he didn't do it the same way he did it for you, yeah, he looked yeah. at us, our individual personalities and stuff. And I thought that's a great, like, place to start, like, in your friendship groups and stuff. Mm. You can, like, see what people are kind of going through and you can bring Bible verses specifically for their issues yeah. and stuff. And yeah. really just show them that, you know, God has something to say about their situation. Absolutely. And that's an excellent way to open a way to teach them, show them yeah. the Bible. Because what will we teach them if it's not the truth? Absolutely. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, I think something you said reminded me of James 5.19. My brothers and sisters... If one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their ways will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. So that's obviously for people who've sort of backslidden. But Mm -hmm. also John 8.31 says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Mm -hmm. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I mean, we know Jesus is the truth. Yeah. Yeah, We're here to tell people the truth, to teach people as Jesus taught us. And what is the truth? The truth is everything Jesus said. Yeah. Everything Jesus stood for. And everything yeah. Jesus did. I am the way, the, the truth, life. and, the, and the life. Period. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, the parables are such a beautiful way of teaching people what Jesus stood for.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So if I just
0: said off the top of the bat, what is your like favorite parable? What would you say?
2: Ooh... That's a difficult one. Well, I just
1: want that spoken I mean, to me recently. Do we know how obviously. many parables are in the Bible? I think there's like 40-something.
2: There's like 40-something? Yeah, I think, yeah Eight. like
0: 38, 40-something. Oh, yeah. wow. That's a lot more nice. You saw. can tell us in the comments below. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: but my favorite, I don't think I can, I think I have an umbrella, should I say, mm-hmm. like what the theme that it covers, and I think that's faithfulness and stewardship. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of his parables um, refer to just bearing fruit and using what he has given you and just being that representative indeed yeah um for example in the un is it unjust steward yeah mm-hmm. that they call it um the parable of the unjust steward um but even like the fig tree because these are two very different parables yeah. should you say but the fig tree he was very upset at it he cursed the fig tree because it wasn't bearing any fruit yeah. it's like coming to an apple tree and saying why is there no apple or going to an mm. apple tree and seeing an orange um i believe because he's he's just so passionate about seeing because he knows that there has to be fruit somewhere mm-hmm. he knows that there has to be um, multiplication because it says in genesis that you know um be fruitful and multiply yeah. so most of the parables i believe under that are under the umbrella of faithfulness are where they lacked multiplication mm-hmm. or faithfulness to what was given to them even in the talents but we can go into that deeper so I'll yeah, totally. that okay so anything to do with favorite. stewardship is your
0: kind of yeah your or kind of or faithfulness cool, cool. yeah i think you, for yeah.
1: me not necessarily my favorite but it's one that kind of like had me like think for a second and it is the parable of you know the um, the yard, what is it called? I can't remember. Like his field that the man went out. The and treasure he, in the field? Yeah, mm-hmm. he went out, um, you know, got a P. In the morning, he went out, hired someone, oh, paid one, yeah. them one, um, one denarius. In the afternoon, he did the same thing. In mm-hmm. the evening, he did the same thing. And although at face value, that analogy or that, you know, parable seems unfair, if you think mm-hmm. about it, that's the kingdom of God. Some people give their life to Christ, like, you know, way before others give their life to Christ. And then, you know, sometimes those who gave their life to Christ, you know, um, they're wondering, why is God? Why is God doing such mighty work in the newer ones to come? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, you should actually be happy because you know that's this is the kingdom of God and that's what should matter. You shouldn't your focus shouldn't be on like, oh, I've been here longer. Why is God not using me for mighty work? Yeah. Why it's It's not about that. It's like, and then you know, it's something like at face valuable. Like something is not right here, but mm-hmm. it is absolutely right. And like you know, we're even talking about um the parable of the um, the sun. What's it called? The prodigal son, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, his brother had been faithful, lawyer to the dad all this while. The brother went, spent the money and, you know, came back. And the brother, older brother was like, you know, I've been here this whole time. But, yeah. but hey, that's the kingdom of God and how it is. Is You know, God mm-hmm. is always there. He's got different plans for each and every one of us. Mm. It doesn't matter if you come today, you come tomorrow. Period. Just be happy that at least someone is getting used for the kingdom Period. of God. Period. Do you know so, what? Yeah. If we even
0: just start with the parable of the lost sheep, you know that one? The
1: guy What is has a like...
2: parable, guys? Sorry. Which one? What a, what is a parable? I just what want a
0: parable? I just Dummy, just... what is a parable? Ask, do you know
2: what? I think she wasn't no. asked her. Oh, did you want to answer? Ask... No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, go when go you, go you guys go. were just speaking, I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, you know, because we just parable? know parables. But mm. I don't know, like, I was just checking Google. Yeah. And just to, like, clarify, a parable is a simple story mm. used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson <laughs> told by Jesus in the Gospels, I mean. Amen. <laughs> yes, period. <laughs> so Go Jesus, ahead. only Jesus that can tell <laughs> parables. Anyway, um, when you mentioned the prodigal song, I actually didn't realize that that was, like, a parable per se. Sometimes it just things like like, it's just a story. But mm. I suppose in a in lame man's term, it's mm-hmm. just like stories that Jesus told mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be able to get a lesson out of it. So, yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. I once read a book about TED Talks. They'd like spoken to like all the best TED Talk people uh-huh. and put all their wisdom in a book. And before I stopped reading the book, because I didn't get to the end of it, because I don't know why. <laughs> the thing I picked up was people relate to stories yes. way yes. more yeah, than they relate to do this, do that and do that. Even so better. when you're talking about relatability and stuff, I mean... Literally, as people speak to me, as you're speaking to me, I'm hearing the parables that Mm. Jesus said that reflect what you said. Mm. The parable of the lost sheep. The guy had like a million sheep. He loses one and he he spends his whole day searching. And then he finds it and he rejoices so much more. Even though he has all these other ones already, it's like anybody who comes to heaven, like anybody who gives their life to Christ, it doesn't matter who you are. God's going to be so
1: happy on yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. I think, do you know what's another thing that's interesting? I mean, I haven't sat down and like thought about it like entirely. But I feel like every parable has a link. They link. To, they, it, link? they just do link. They have so actually, yeah. that do you know how they, they link? They link like. They actually <laughs> They actually Because I'm sitting here thinking I'm like, level one, level two, Honestly, level three, yeah. level three, yeah. everything is just. Because like I was, I was thinking about, what was I thinking about? Um, the fig tree. How God cursed the fig tree. Yeah. I remember you mentioned that, and I basically I was reading about it. and I was listening to the sermon, and you know, I got two interpretations for that. The mm. first one is second chance. You remember the the man who owned mm. the vineyard? Yeah, three years he came, yeah. he gave that. Oh yeah, briefly that explain the parable. Team. My bad. Um, actually, yeah, a man the parable of, Vin- of, yeah. The, of the <laughs> Vinland Abit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, you know, th- there was a fig tree which you know didn't bear fruit, and the owner of it came year after year and it still didn't bear fruit. till a point he was just like cut it down and you know God also cut Jesus also cursed that fig tree that hadn't like produced anything he cut it down I mean that's two things that meant to me in terms of like you know God has given people second chances and I feel like in the Bible he gave the people of the Israels like he gave them you know okay the God was the, that was the first chance then it was the prophets, and then it was Jesus like after those three chances if you don't take hate of the word of God if you don't want to serve God like he's he is internal but his patience is mm. not internal like it's going to get to a point that like your judgment is going to come Ooh. and it's going to be too late oh mm. <laughs> mm. yeah and like I mean I mean it, it's scary but it's like you, you we don't have unlimited chances to serve and to just accept God as our savior or you know While you are a Christian, you're in God, you're in Christ, you're still lukewarm, you're not producing anything, your life Mm -hmm. looks not, you know, the same day in, day out, you're not, you know, dedicating yourself, like, just immersing yourself in the word of God and producing something out Mm -hmm. of that, that can also be, you know, what that analogy of the fig tree Mm. symbolizes, um, and yes. I think if we even
2: just analyse stories, like we said, like if we are relating it to the the gardener, or the owner of the fig tree in the first place, mm-hmm. if you actually ask someone that is a farmer, if you have a whole field of something and something's not bearing fruit, hello, you know, you're getting After checking
1: the soil. Do you get what I mean? Like, on.
2: So I think that's why, but obviously before Jisaine cursed it, um, And that's why I think that's why that that part of the story is also important where he begged to like, you know, keep let's try again, you know, like, let's give another chance. But even he also even said that after this certain period of time, if it bears no fruit, Mm -hmm. then, you know, we can we can cut it cut it off. And I think that's, you know, that's fair you know where you're you're looking or aiming for something or it has a purpose behind it. It says when the purpose of something is not known, abuse is inevitable, right? So when Miles when Moore said that?
0: Hmm? Miles when I said that? Oh, well, well, Miles, yeah. Thank you, you so much. <laughs> rest in
2: peace, Miles. Yeah. Um I lost my... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what I was trying to say was, like, if the purpose if the purpose of a tree is to bear fruit yeah. on it, and another purpose in that purpose is to bear a certain kind of fruit, yeah. when you come to it and it's not doing anything, then I mean...
0: Well, yeah, but let's way. think about... Let's think about that. Let's think about the whole tree begging, cutting down process. Mm. What stage of are that are we in right now? Mm. We're not in the part where God's patience has passed, as yeah. you said. Yeah. We're not at the judgment stage. We're in mm-hmm. this very long stretch yeah. where Jesus has just finished begging that gardener, like, please don't cut this tree down. Yeah. I know she, I know he can do this. Like,
1: yeah.
0: And that's now on us to do something about that. And yeah. you know what? Absolutely. The parable about the guy who has treasure in a field, so is this guy. Mm, mm. He um is like middle-class and he finds out there's like a billion pounds, a trillion pounds worth of treasure in this field. He's mm. the only one who knows it. So he goes and he sells his house. He becomes literally on the street beggar to sell everything he has to buy this field. That would look crazy to anybody. Can you imagine one of your friends just getting up and selling everything, dropping out of uni, everything to go buy a house or something, or like buy a field even. Like there's no house there, it's just a yeah. field. This guy knows that underneath that is enough money to supply everything that he lost and more. Absolutely. Jesus said that. He said, Whoever loses his life for my sake mm-hmm. will gain it. He said, if anyone loses um leaves husbands, wives, sisters, brothers, cousins, whatever for my sake, like a hundredfold more will be given to you in heaven. Those are Bible verses. I did quote them loosely, but so yes. <laughs> I, I think that immediately just links, because you're talking about how like they all link, right? They're it links to that Bible parable about the guy who pulled everybody in the village and said, Hey. Guys, I have this harvest, it needs to be done. Anybody who can do it, pull up, I'll give you a million pounds each. Yeah. So all these people pull up. Then he goes back and like midday, he's like, anybody, please, like I need this done by midnight, please anybody, they all come. Then like ten minutes before the field is about to like it's done, yeah. midnight's coming, he goes back, he's like, Anybody, it's the last ten minutes like if you'll come plow this field with me, please come. Mm. And at the end, midnight hits, it's over. And every single person who came to who came to plow that field gets a million pounds. Yeah. That's the stage where we're in the recruitment stage. Mm. Like Jesus is calling all of us. Jesus will call all of us before we yeah. die. And if at any point in your life you turn to Him, like you know how you say, "Oh, Monday's day gonna be too late." Yeah, it will only be too late if you're dead. Let's be honest. Absolutely, yeah. And by that time, you won't know because you won't exactly. Be here. That's, so that's technically the for as long as you are conscious, it will never be too late. Just yeah, run to him. I think
2: on that on the angle where pressure was coming from, I think more so for like believers there's a verse Mm -hmm. that says you know romans 16 no 16 romans 6 verses 15 that says you know what are we to do then should we sin to our hearts content since there is no law that condemns us anymore what a terrible thought so another version you know says you know since god's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning of course not so especially for believers i think he he even it's even more yeah. when someone knows the truth and you're deliberately, you know, I suppose going off of it, right? um So in as much as obviously there's, there's um, time, as we said, because Jesus is pa- very patient, right? The mm-hmm. Lord has been very patient with us. It's important that if you have accepted the truth and if you know the truth, That you don't abuse that because of the knowledge of grace and God's mercy. It's in his character, of course. But we leave that to him to decide when he wants to show mercy and whatnot. It's Mm -hmm. not us that determines that because he's a merciful God, I'm going to keep going left till I hear the trumpet sound. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that takes me to like the parable of the ten virgins. Mm Oh, I was
1: going to mention that like real quick. You see, everything just links. (laughs) Thank God for God. Yeah
2: um but yes yeah, so the parable of 10 virgins is so amazing because again as i was going back to like faithfulness and yeah, briefly
0: like, explain it people might not
2: oh i'm so sorry basically there were 10 virgins right um wise and foolish so half of them were wise mm-hmm. half of them were foolish so five and five and there's a big so wedding
0: going on by the there's way there's a big wedding going yeah.
2: on the bridegroom um so they get married basically yeah. right and they all have lamps but the wise have extra oil or they have but oil they in their oil lamps. Yeah. The lamps. Yeah, to right. keep the lamps going. But the foolish ones decided to go without oil in their lamps. Extra oil. Do you yeah. know, I was reading it and I was like, that sounds a bit like me. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> no. But like, not you know, lack you of in preparation Jesus name, name. Or in <laughs> Jesus' name. But like, you know, it just even takes it down to like our daily lives and about oil. how we have to actually carry the spirit of excellence. Because if you're thinking about the spirit of excellence, really, you shouldn't wait till like your lamp is dry. Yeah. Anyway, so half of them had like, dry lamps or almost dry lamps. But yeah. they decided to go to this wedding without it and half of them had full lamps. And then obviously they realized that their lamps were going out when they were at the place that we, they were going to. And then they asked the wise virgins for oil and the wise virgins were like, uh, where's your one? In case my one runs out too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then they went to the market to go get theirs and then the bridegroom came and got married and they went up and then Jesus took them up and then the other ones came. They were like, hello, Lord, open the door for me. Mm-hmm. They said, no. They had no oil. Sorry. Um, no totally. Yeah, they have no oil. Um, but I think it also relates to the the parable of the talent actually.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: I was like, they I didn't, I don't know, was it that they didn't take, they took extra oil or no, they, they hadn't? No, just
1: didn't take oil. Some of they them had oil, oil
2: already. Yeah. Everybody had oil
0: in their lamp. Yeah. But the bridegroom took longer than they thought. They needed extra oil. Yeah. They didn't bring extra oil. So when so the bridegroom came, had theirs had oil. run out. So when they went home to go get and came back, the doors were shut and it was too right. late for yeah. them. Yeah.
2: So I think it's also, I think I, I got the revelation as well of it being like, God has given you like, Response obviously that's not what exactly the parable and stuff. yeah the yeah. resources to take care Your of talent but you wait for it to like either like burn out or just keep like basically the 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 guy that shared the talent the master that shared the talents with his mm. um servants yeah. where the one just went to keep it or you just yeah, try and manage it. it as much as possible yeah. but the Lord is also seen that we, he wants to see that we are fruitful in that and we are yeah. either, we are taking care of it mm-hmm. and also ha- making it produce more. Making the most yeah. of it, just
1: yeah. being fruitful in general, yeah. like literally. A, and I got like another, like, um, actually it was not a revelation, like I was listening to someone and he, like a preacher and he said that, you know, in this instance, the lamp signifies the, the word of God because the word of God is true, the lamp, you know, the light. But the oil is the spirit because it's, that's what keeps us burning. Because even the devil knows the word. He, mm. Like he came to Jesus and was like, "Turn this thing." Yeah, he knows the word too, but he doesn't have the spirit. So we need that spirit to push through everything the devil puts forward to us. Mm. To push through any like you know unforeseeable like circumstances that may come upon um come. Over us mm-hmm. come upon yeah. us. So, yeah, you know, light, you need that lamp, you need the word of God, but most especially to get into that kingdom, get into, you know, the bridegroom and get into where God is, you're going to need the Spirit to lead you right there out of temptation, away from, you know, traps mm-hmm. and just continue to just be burning because you mm-hmm. need that oil to yeah. continue, that oil that signifies the Holy Spirit. And to that's it, to like, that's
0: the beginning and end all of it. You receive Jesus Christ, you get the Spirit, it's never too late to receive Him. God is waiting for you, He's happy for you to pull up. Absolutely. Pull up. Why not? Why not pull up? (laughs) But yeah, guys, that is another episode of Limitless Speaks. Thank you for being here with us today. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Period. Period. And don't forget to be a teacher (laughs) of the word. Bye, guys. Bye. See
2: you later. See (laughs) y'all.